Today on the DML News Podcast, a bombshell report claims that Barack Obama and the CIA initiated the Russia collusion hoax and instructed the U.S. allies of Canada, Australia, U.K., and New Zealand to spy on the 2016 Trump campaign and identified 26 uh, associates of Trump. Oh, my goodness. We've got that, plus Mayorkas is impeached. We've got Biden paying for a Taylor Swift boyfriend movie. The list of topics is long. It's going to be a great show, one that's going to make you pull your hair out if you have hair. And it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word, and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me today. Denny, across from me, Ryan on the controls, as always. Make sure your microphone is on, Ry Ry. And we are going to tell you right off the bat here, buy one, get one free for the DML CBD Gummy Chews ends today when that clock strikes midnight over there in the pacific side of the u.s it's over baby it's over i extended it one more day based on people asking me to do it and so dmlcbd.com slash gum g-u-m you want to try to give yourself a chance to sleep better to get rid of all that anxiety that joe biden's throwing on your shoulders oh yeah You want to try to boost that immune system and, of course, get rid of the aches and pains in the joints and the muscles. DMLCBD.com has been said to do those sort of things. The gummies is a great way to get in. You buy one, we send you two at the price of one. You buy three, we give you six at the price of three. And if you buy 10, we give you 20 at the price of 10. You can't go wrong. DMLCBD.com slash gum, G-U-M ends today. Also want to let you know we've got a great wine and talk coming up on Friday night and starting next week Ryan's Cafe will launch. We're going to give you a little preview this week on the wine and talk. So Ryan, you better get all your pots and pans and all your, I don't know, spoons and forks and whatever it is that you play with. Get it all ready. (laughs) Get it all ready. It's time to start cooking, baby. All right, Denny, talking about cooking, I think a lot of American citizens right now are boiling. I mean, we could throw spaghetti on an, on an American citizen, and it's, gonna, it's, it's ready to boil. We're going to start off the show with a video. This video was posted on Twitter, and it's from a guy named G. Van Fleet. He says, just boarded my flight to Houston, a big plane half empty. Well, after everyone was seated, A group, which appeared to be illegals, was ushered in. If I am right, they are sending illegals back to Texas, all funded by the taxpayers. Ryan, real quick, play that video, and then we'll come back. It's right here. 51E, but we got to find space for your bag. Why are you recording other customers? You know, if I'm a airline customer, uh, especially because, you know, there are people out there with their work, they constantly have to frequently fly. 
this is so infuriating. And it's obviously very sneaky too. You know, you don't find out until you're already purchased of the, you already purchased the plane ticket. You're seated down, you're ready to go. You're wondering why is this plane half empty? And then they just shuffle them in. And that's kind of their process each and every time. It's, it's, it's pulling the wool over your eye. Because otherwise, if I knew there was going to be 30 illegal immigrants on my flight, I would have canceled. I would have said, give me my money back. But it's not until you're already seated and, you're, and uh, there's a guy in the video and you could kind of tell. He's like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, so uh, th- this is a clear reason why I think Mayorkas is impeached because he is terrible at his job. And this is just representative of his immigration policy. And I'm happy at the idea like, OK, are they getting sent back to Texas to get deported? Or is this now just a round robin of they get bust up north? Uh, there's a lot of complaints and there's a lot of you know uh, the fist uh, wrangling, and then they're flown back down just to kind of come back up. It just seems like it's this round robin of immigrants being transported uh, transported everywhere. You just taught. You just said about Mayorkas being impeached. Let me just bring out for the audience who doesn't know, uh, both listeners and viewers, that Mayorkas head honcho of the DHS, who is the worst at that job since the DHS was created, has now been officially voted for impeachment uh, by the House. The House is now going to start the impeachment of Mayorkas. Now, you may recall last week we told you that it was horrifying. Three Republicans had basically crossed over lines, helped and supported the Democrats in keeping this monster in his position to be helping Joe Biden and Barack Obama fundamentally transform the United States of America into a place where migrants run free and you and I have restrictions and everything else shackles upon us. This is now the United States of illegals. Well, what happened is Mr. Representative Scalise returned back from his surgery. They did the revote. Those three scums still stayed on the left, but we won by one vote. That is a great thing. The great thing about the impeachment, Dennis, is that there are going to be highlights in this impeachment that we're going to be able to play as videos and share videos on the DML News app, on social media. Everybody's going to have them out there. It is really going to highlight what has been happening at the border and once these people get into the interior of the United States. Here we go showing you a video of people getting on a domestic flight. Let me tell you something that I would bet my life on. Number one, these people have not been screened for diseases. If you remember not so long ago, Dennis, people were actually getting arrested and put in jail. Flights were stopped in mid-flight, meaning, all right, I know we're going from New York to uh, to, to California, but we're going to land in Ohio because uh, Joe Blow took his mask off and was defiant in putting it back on. We had two-year-olds having to wear masks on flights. These people are coming on. We don't know what diseases they carry, so we're putting American citizens at risk. And number two, if you've ever been to an airport before, you know they basically grope you up and down, left and right. Even old women in wheelchairs, I've seen them be uh, basically molested by the TSA to make sure you don't have a bomb, that you don't have a knife, that you are not going to take a plane down. Well, you know what? You need identification. You need a passport. You need a license. You need identification to get on an air flight. And what are we doing, Dennis? We're allowing illegal aliens to fly the country as as they are. And, you know, even at the end of that video, 
you hear that stewardess say, why are you filming another customer? Another customer? The customer is the United States citizen. You think these illegal aliens, Denny, are customers, are paying customers? Oh, yeah, we're taking a flight to Houston? No, you know who's paying that? You are. I am. Taxpayers are paying for that, Dennis. It's beyond frustrating. And again, a very clear sign that uh, Mayorkas has not done his job. And look, we can uh, celebrate the the win here, even though obviously it's likely to fail in the Senate. But even by the vote itself, you know, we won by one vote. Like, how how is it that this man has scapegoated um, accountability, essentially, considering that he has been very irresponsible? He uses that dumb term all the, all the time. I don't agree with your characterization. Like, it just, well, my characterization is that you have failed this country. You are not doing your job. You, you, your purpose here is not to release 85% of them into the country. It's to send 85% of them home. So, you know, I, I am a little bummed out knowing that this is not going to uh, be too fruitful in the Senate if it's a Democrat controlled. It uh, doesn't Right now, what we need, need, Denny, is we need the highlight reels from the Mayorkas impeachment. You're going to have all these different House representatives beating the living crap of him, out of him verbally, and we're going to have that, and that's going to help us. Let's, here's the kind of thing that's going to help. You have the article up. You should have the article up about the migrant who beat the crap out of the New York City police officer, was released, and now has been arrested again. What do we got on that? Yep. One, uh, this is from the New York Post. One of the migrants allegedly involved in a mob assault on a pair of cops in Times Square has been arrested again, this time for participating in a coordinated robbery of a Macy's store in Queens. Darwin Andres Gomez Izquiel is 19 and was arrested Tuesday night and charged with robbery and petite larceny, uh, larceny, police announced. He is one of four people charged for allegedly entering the Queen Center Mall and acting in concert to steal clothes that they try to hide in bags. Not stealing food, (laughs) you know, as AOC likes to claim. They're stealing bread for their family. I mean, the clothes. When a 27-year-old security guard confronted the group, they struggled, police quoted, and one of the suspects punched him in the face. Oh, my gosh. Security guards suffered minor injuries as a result, but refused medical attention at the scene. I'm just glad it wasn't a lot worse than it could have been in some of these other uh, scenarios. American citizens are getting their asses kicked. And both, cops. And <laughs> cops, both literally and figuratively. Dennis just told you about how it's happening physically. Yeah, literally. I mean, this kid, uh, previously charged with second-degree assault on a police officer, so he's a, re- a repeater. There yeah. you go. Now we're going to do it figuratively. Marco Rubio just got up in the Senate chamber and showed a, um, a graphic and told the story about how it is that Cuban refugees are actually getting paid more money per month than retiree taxpayers of this country. We're going to play that video for you right now of Marco Rubio. It is going to piss you off. Listen to this. One of the things I see a lot in South Florida are people that have been in this country, they maybe came from Cuba 45 years ago. They've worked here their entire lives. They retire. They get $800, $900, $1,000 a month from Social Security. And then they run into somebody who just got here from Cuba three months ago, 29 years old, doesn't work, and is given $1,500 a month in benefits by our government because they're refugees. 
that refugee, a year later, is traveling back to Cuba 15 times. So you're a refugee fleeing oppression from a place that you now go back and visit 15 times the following year. And in the meantime, we're giving you Medicaid, food stamps, uh, health care for your children, cash payments from the refugee fund. So imagine if you've been working here for 40 years and your Social Security check is smaller than the benefits going to a 28-year-old, able-bodied person who just got here. That's real. That happens. That's happening every day. That makes no sense. It makes no sense. None of this makes any sense, Dennis. You can look at every single aspect of uh, American living, American society, American rules, regulations, everything. You could take these things and you can put them into verticals. Immigration. Have you ever seen it this bad? Never. Never. Our relationship with countries around the world. Have you ever seen it so dangerous? Right now, we've got China, North Korea, Russia, and Iran, just to name the top four right now, circling the wagons, like I've said, doing things like taking balloons and flying them over our country and not having to worry about anything. You know, North Korea, Lord knows what it is that he is, what Kim is doing. You got Vladimir Putin sitting down and saying, you guys in 10 years as a country are done. You're the new Roman Empire that is going to fall. You're going to fall. I mean, he said it with such confidence. Every single last aspect of life right now in America is backwards. We're going to play a video for you. It lasts two minutes, but it is worth it to last it for two minutes. Let me paint the picture for those who are listening. There is a black woman walking down State Street in the city of Chicago. If you have ever been in the city of Chicago on State Street, as this girl, she doesn't say it, she writes it in words, as this girl identifies in the video, it used to be that if you walked down State Street, you would constantly be, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, you'd be bobbing and weaving in and out of the people because the foot traffic was so heavy. She now takes her camera and she is walking down State Street showing all the empty buildings, boarded up buildings and vacancies. It is horrifying. Ryan, play the video. In a minute, like this closed down. Look at this over here. It used to be a beauty supply house over here and a, um, a McDonald's. <laughs> and a McDonald's. This closed down. Y'all can see it over there. All of this, like me. Can y'all see? All of this closed down. The McDonald's. This used to be a big McDonald's that everybody used to go to. It's closed down. You know, this used to be a nice beauty supply house. I used to come to all the time. This closed down. Y'all see. Like, and then remember I was telling y'all they closed Grand Lux down? Closed Grand Lux down. Chili's gone. Bennigan's gone. You feel me? Like. Dennis, you look at Chicago. And there are reasons why this girl is showing the same sort of video that you and I just showed last week from another black girl 
in Oakland. Here's why, in my opinion, then give me your two cents. You've got leaders who are elected simply because of their skin color, not because of what it is they're capable of doing. Number two, these cities continue to vote Democrat. And as you continue to vote Democrat, you are going to get the same result. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is called insanity. And so if you vote for blue, you are insane. And then the third part, and where Denny and I are going to go a little deeper into this right now, Joe Biden and all of the things he's done in his administration has caused this epic nightmare where companies are shutting down, cutting back, closing doors, A, because costs are too high, and B, because the criminals are allowed to run wild and ransack stores. How many stores have we seen where people are just walking in and stealing things off the shelves in these cities and not having to pay a single price, meaning not being arrested and certainly not being charged? Uh, I mean... It's funny because I, I did read a, uh, not funny, more like sad. I did read a report. Uh, this was actually maybe a month or so back. Um, the idea of ghost cities becoming a reality, especially by, you know, something like 2050. Uh, when, you, when you have these cities that can't uh, house the criminal activity as well as the inflating uh, prices of common goods and just the operating costs of running those stores. I mean, you can't make a profit of all your stuff's getting stolen. I think what we're going to see as we go, you know, from decade to decade here, if this problem continues is a bunch of just empty, almost lawless cities, you know, it's going to look like just abandoned buildings you see in those Hollywood movies. And that's a shame because I think one of America's strongest traits since its inception has been what it can do infrastructure wise. I mean, no doubt Europe's got probably maybe the prettier architecture when it comes to some of their villages and smaller towns. But in terms of the scope of what we can build here, I mean, you don't really find New York City in a lot of other places. You might find it in Tokyo, but it, it's still it, the amount that we have, Chicago, Los Angeles, Miami. I mean, these should be cities that are thriving and we prop up. And yet a solid majority of them blue cities are far from that now. And it's, it's all blue cities. Yeah. You know, when you go back, you weren't born yet, but we had this president called Ronald Reagan. He was a fantastic speech giver. And he once said that America was the shining city on the hill. Now, you could have taken any city, Denny. You could have taken New York City and said that was the shining city on the hill. You look at New York today, what do you've got? You've got homelessness, you've got migrants taking over hotels, you've got trash all over the place, you've got crime, people being pushed in front of trains. You go to Chicago, what do you get? What we just showed in the video. You go to Oakland, you go to San Francisco, what do you got? You got people defecating in front of department stores that are barely open at this point. You go to L.A., what do you have? You have strips of homelessness up and down everywhere else, people doing crack, fentanyl, cocaine, heroin, everything they can in the middle of the street. Our cities have gone from the shining city on the hill to the hell on the top of the hill. It's not just one city, Detroit. Detroit used to be 
If you wanted to take somebody and show them what America is capable of, you would take them to Detroit where we're manufacturing things like automobiles. Now you go to Detroit, you got to give somebody a bullet point, uh, bulletproof vest. It has flipped upside down. And in every single one of those cases, Dennis, you can point back to 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 15 years, 10 years of Democrat-run mayors, Democrat-run governors, and most of it's usually happening under a Democrat president. When Trump was in, we started to see things improve. Now they're back down again. We're going to play a video right now from, in fact, no, you know what? We don't even need the video. Scratch the video just to save time here. Fox News ran a thing yesterday about what's going on. Since Biden took office, overall costs are up 18%. Food is up 33%. Energy is up 32%. Electricity is up 27%. And shelter, or basically, you know, to put a thing over your head, whether it's rent or otherwise, 18%. But yet, we're going to play a video right now of the... uh, LGBTQ plus LMNLP uh, <laughs> press secretary telling you that gas prices are down because of Biden. Make it a play, right? We've, we've, we've uh, because of the president's action, he's able to lower cost at the pump. Uh, uh, and so that's mattered as well to Americans across the country. So we're going to continue to do the work. Obviously, we understand there's more work to be done. But this is an economy that is in a much different place than it was a year ago, a much different place, obviously, than it was three years ago. Uh, when, you see, uh, when you see eggs and milk uh, and products like that at the grocery store going down, they're lower than they were a year ago. That's important. Uh, and so when you see... Uh, 14.8 million jobs being created in this administration. That's important. When you see unemployment under 4%, that's important. Uh, but obviously, we're going to continue to do the work to, to make sure that we do everything that we can to lower costs. Well, the, the reality here is that gas prices are still like basically well over 30%, 33% here, uh, based on the Media Research Center. I said this to a friend during our um, Super Bowl gathering this weekend, which as we all know, the Super Bowl was a bust, but KGP is probably a few years away from a giant tell-all book, and she's going to do this whole reverse reverse course of how she had to literally go up there and lie. And I don't mean just like casual politician lie, like oh, you know, that the, the sky is turquoise instead of saying it's just a pure blue. Like I mean, vehemently lie when the numbers are right there in your face, telling you complete opposite truths. So. You know, for her to say that to a whole press body is one thing, but I would love it if she said that to a hundred normal everyday Americans who have to deal with those prices and then can actually retort to her and say, no, that is complete BS what you're spewing. My gas prices are completely higher now than they were uh, maybe back in 2017 when Trump was president. I think you're giving her way too much credit. I don't think she can find the truth if it was to sit on the tip of her nose. That's probably true. Keep in mind that we have a person who doesn't identify normally. And right there, right there is, a, 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 I don't know, an indicator that her brain doesn't fire correctly. Look at the way she talks. She can't get a sentence out. She's, she's from the Joe Biden school of talking. She simply cannot get a sentence out that makes sense. And she too, I think, is a massive liar. So if she does write a book, 
and that book is, oh, let me tell you how many times I was forced to lie, you still can't believe what she says because she is a liar herself. Anybody who gets up there day in and day out and is okay with spewing things that she knows are lies, that is a discredited person. So the reason why she writes a book is because she's going to look to do what all these scum do, and that is monetize her time of getting a salary oh, she, from the U.S. She, taxpayers. She will play the victim card. Yeah. It's just part of her personality. I can see it already. Yeah, you know what? When we're, when we're done with her, let her write her book. Let her make her million dollars and we never hear from her again. More importantly than her is what is happening in this country right now is very confusing. And it it... it, it what I'm about to tell you right now confirms every single last thing I've been saying for the past two years. How is Trump going to win? How is he going to win? Now, somebody will say to me, I, I, I've had this conversation 5,000 times. I just had it on the golf course the other day with my buddy. I said, look, man, I'm 100% behind Trump. I'm going to do all I possibly can with the show, with the app, with my Facebook lives, everything I can to try to get Trump reelected. We all have to do our part. But the problem I have is that as much as we scream about the great things that he's done and the great things he can do and the bad things that Biden has done, how are we going to get past the cheating? How are we going to get past the machine known as the Clinton machine, the Obama machine? How are we going to get past George Soros and his money and all these people who are willing to look you in the eye and stab you in the face and pretend as if it was your fault? Let me read something from a gentleman named Greg Price. Greg, he's a reporter of some kind. I'm not sure where he's, where he's from. Greg Price writes, this is, just, this is just yesterday. There was a special election today in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, to determine control of the state House of Representatives in a Biden plus 10 district. The race has been called for the Democrat over the Republican with 43% of the vote counted because he won the mail-in vote 86% to 14%. So you could make two arguments there, Dennis. You could make the legal and the illegal argument. If the illegal argument has any legs, it is, oh God, mail-in ballots? How do we even know they're real? How do we know that they weren't fake? How do we know that somebody didn't pay people for their ballot and took it and just marked whatever they want? If it is legal and those numbers are indeed authentic, the problem we have is that mail-in ballots now, ever since COVID, are being sent out to people who usually do not vote and will and they're home, they don't have jobs, and they're just going to mark off the blue box because they want more free crap. Uh, the mo this has to be one of the most frustrating topics I think we discuss because we know how it can be fixed. I mean, it's called election day for a reason. It's not election week, it's not election month, it's not election multi weeks. Election day, you show up. That is the day you vote. You cast your vote. Those elections are counted throughout. I mean, those votes are counted throughout the day. Typically, you have your results sometime in the evening. This idea that obviously has been adopted since the COVID era of mailing in the ballot, you know, weeks in advance, it just leaves way too much opportunity and an opening for manipulation, uh, even just natural error, miscounting. Uh, you know, dead votes coming in, illegals pretending to be legal citizens voting. It, 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 it's a, uh, I guess you could say it's a very messy web of no accountability. And for this to be a policy we're still 
pushing for, even though we are past the COVID days. And again, in my opinion, it still shouldn't have been a thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more blatant than ever that this is for election manipulation purposes. Like Democrats know that Republicans on average are never going to participate in mail-in ballot voting as Democrats have. And it's a strategy that they know works for them, even though it's not a morally sound strategy. I I don't understand, how, or I guess I don't comprehend how we're going to push or be able to implement something that re- re- results back into one day, same day voting. I, I don't know. I, I, I think you would need a really big push on the Republican side too to get that accomplished. But I don't see Democrats uh, wavering whatsoever on that, on that policy. No. And the, the big problem to support that problem is that you have a media that will not report the truth. Right. And when people don't have access to the truth, whether the truth has been twisted into a lie, such as MSNBC telling you that if you take the jab, you will not get sick, or MSNBC and CNN telling you that Trump uh, was in collusion with the Russians, those sort of things stick. They stick in the minds of people. If you don't get a second time to talk to those people, they still think that that, you you did nefarious things. So when you look at how the media has proposed that Trump and anybody who believes the election was stolen is telling the big lie, the big lie, the big lie, the big lie, then you get Fox News, as far as I'm concerned, colluding in it, then turning around and paying $700 million plus to some voting machine company. That makes it look like, hey, we were wrong, you were right. I mean, everything lines up to show that, hey, these elections are up and up and people think the truth is what's out there. If Joe Biden actually wins this upcoming election with all the things we have been reporting here every single day, you know two things are true, Dennis. Number one, the elections are tainted. Yep. And number two, there's no hope for the future. You got to put your head down and just try to, as you've said before on the show too many times. And after the show, I usually yell at you. I'm like, hey, I don't want you living and thinking like that. But it's impossible not to. How do you how do you even ask somebody? How do I, as your father, look you in the eye and say, Dennis, I want you to work hard because I want you to achieve the American dream. If you pay your taxes and you follow the rules and you're a good father and you're a good husband, you will achieve everything in the American dream uh, handbook says that you'll get. I can't look you in the eye and say that. So we need to get rid of Joe Biden in this coming election. And Donald J. Trump is going to be the nominee. He has got to start working feverishly to get the right people in place to make sure that we can get rid of this man. I think at this point right now, we should start going into what I think is the most interesting stuff in the, uh, in the, in the news today. And that is Bobolinsky, Tony Bobolinsky, who was a business partner of Hunter Biden. He gave testimony yesterday. We could read some of that testimony. Uh, do you have anything on this, or do you want me to cover? I have a Benny Johnson's tweet here. What does he say? Opening statement of Hunter Biden's former business associate, Tony Bobolinsky, says Joe Biden enabled his son to sell access to the United States' most dangerous adversaries, including China, Russia, and more. Which I probably guess is going to be Iran at the 
end of that more thing. I do have the documents here. I can start reading them. No, so so <clears throat> let me see here. I just I'll read just one. I'll just read one excerpt of what they have here. Okay. I personally met with Joe Biden in Los Angeles in May of 2017 multiple times to discuss the board contours, the broad contours of our business dealings. Now, right there at that sentence, Joe Biden said that he never met with any of Hunter Biden's business partners or business associates. So now you have a man who under oath is saying that not only did he meet with Joe Biden multiple times, but he did so to talk about the business dealings. The only reason Joe Biden met with me privately during the Milken Institute Global Conference and seated me at his head table was because I was a business associate of the Biden family. Joe Biden's immediate family members were enriched to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from some of our most dangerous adversaries, including the Chinese Communist Party and players from Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, and other foreign nations and entities. It is in my educated belief, dating back to uh, Q clearance briefings I received in the Navy and continuing through the recent discussions with experts that under U.S. corruption laws, political office holders can be held as responsible as the immediate family members who are receiving money directly. So in other words, Biden can be held directly responsible for what Hunter Biden achieved. This makes common sense, and Americans understand this. The facts we are going to discuss today appear to me to present disturbing evidence which these committees should thoroughly investigate with respect to possible violations by Joe Biden of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, anti-corruption and public integrity statutes, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and the Racketeer Influenced and Corruption Act. I mean, Dennis, it goes on. His his testimony, if people want to read this, um, this goes on. Here, let, let me read this one. This is very interesting. The Biden family, Joe's son Hunter, and his brother Jim, knowingly and aggressively defrauded me as the CEO of Cinehawk Holdings and as a member of Oneida Holdings at the end of July 2017. They put Joe Biden and the rest of the Biden family smack in the middle of a $9 billion transaction between Russia and China involving Qatar, specifically the Qatar Investment Authority, and helped CEFC navigate through various issues before Patrick Ho, a CEFC executive, was arrested for corruption in New York in November 2017. Joe Biden's status as the head of the family served as an enforcement role. For example, when Hunter stated deliberately that his father Joe was sitting right next to him while demanding immediate payment of the $10 million that CEFC had committed to the Biden family, as well as when Hunter demanded CEFC circumvent Sinahawk Holdings, the Biden family violated their fiduciary duties to Sinahawk and Onita as they enriched themselves at the CF, uh, through the CFC. So this man is basically coming out under oath and saying, this is what the Biden family did. The media has covered for him and for them, meaning the Bidens. They have denied it left and right. And meanwhile, the American people are sitting here and wondering why we're sending $100 billion to Ukraine? 
Why do you think we're sending that kind of money? Why do you think Zelensky is all the time over here in the U.S. or on television or on social media begging for money and forcing the U.S.? Why do you think that is, Dennis? Look, this is a reminder that um, I think a lot of the conversation now is going to be driven to Biden's terrible decision-making, being that he's older and his uh, aging memory we need to remind ourselves he has a nefarious personality before the the you know not so subtle dementia has kicked in he was involved in doing these deals he was cognizant doing these deals i mean you can read through that document he was the head of, of this of this biden family group that was making these deals all with foreign actors I also think we should eventually do a podcast on that Qatari investment authority because mm-hmm. the amount of American property that they have invested, especially in New York and D.C. in the last few years, I mean, you'd be surprised at some of the buildings that they actually have part ownership in New York City alone. Uh, so, you know, he, he's playing with these big players. And I think my most surprising uh, uh, recognition of this is like, how did the Bidens not foresee that this was going to eventually be an issue considering that this was happening following his tenure of vice presidency, but before he came in as president. Oh, I can answer that for you because people get drunk on their own power. They get drunk on their own power. Yeah. And because I truly believe this and anybody who's been with me for a long time, especially going back to my Facebook lives days and I, I'm going to be proven. Uh, I hate to sound so cocky. I'm going to be proven brilliant before anybody was talking about this sort of stuff. I said, when that James Comey stuff happened, when James Comey was popping up, I said, let me tell you why James Comey's coming back in October and saying that maybe we should relook at Hillary Clinton. That was his trump card. I believe there was a triangle. The triangle was between Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and Hillary Clinton. They all knew their wrongdoings. They all sensed that it could be a Trump victory. They worked hand in hand with the FBI, the CIA, and all the internal agencies to do all they could to bring down Donald J. Trump because they needed to get Hillary in that White House to basically cover over where the bodies were buried, if you will. (laughs) And so what winds up happening on the way to securing that they'd cover up their crap was Donald J. Trump pulled out a surprise victory, no matter how hard it is that they all tried to cheat. And therefore, for the next four years, they went after Trump to distract the American people, to distract Trump, to keep him from doing what it is that they were afraid that he was going to do, which was expose everything. And we're coming up to that. This is the bombshell of the day. (laughs) And then what happens? Barack Obama, who said, you want to see something get effed up? Give it to Joe Biden. <laughs> Somehow, some way. now all of a sudden, Joe Biden has become an asset and Barack Obama is going to start pushing for him. They did everything they possibly can to get Joe Biden back into power to clean up the dead bodies, by the way. But you know what? There were more dead bodies than they expected. Ukraine said, hey, now we're going to call on what it is you owe us. China said, hey, you know what? Now we're going to call in on what you owe us. Iran said, hey, by the way, we're going to reveal some stuff if you don't get, you know, get a little easier on us. And Vladimir Putin said, hey, what about me? And you know what? China said, go into Ukraine. 
going to Ukraine right now, it is going to bring America to his knees. And this whole triangle between Hillary and uh, Barack Obama and, and, and Biden is now coming to the surface. The problem we're going to have, Dennis, is whether or not the media is going to cover this the right way. So I want us to transition right now into the next story. I'm going to read this from a guy named D.C. Drano. He's a lawyer on Twitter. And then we're going to play a Jesse Waters video from last night. This is what he writes. Do you know why the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago and searched through Melania's closet? It wasn't about classified documents. It was about declassified documents that implicate dozens of senior officials in the deep state who are guilty of treason. They know if Trump gets back in, well, things going to be bad. Things are going to be real bad. Ryan, actually, let me say this. They know if Trump gets back in with evidence, with the evidence, it's all over. Play the video of Jesse Waters and Michael Schlesenberger about what's going on. This is a Fox News alert. Brand new details about how Obama's CIA targeted Trump and started the entire Russia hoax. For years, we were told that tips from an Australian diplomat tipped off the FBI after a random conversation with Papadopoulos, a no-name 20-something. But according to new reporting by Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi, the whole thing was a CIA setup. Former CIA director John Brennan identified 26 Trump associates to be targeted by the Five Eyes Intelligence Alliance. And then those interactions were the targets and were targeted by the FBI as suspicious. And that's how the FBI launched the Russia collusion hoax. The details of this entire operation have been stored in a top secret binder in a secret room in Washington. Trump ordered the whole thing declassified. And now the rumor is that the binder might be missing. Joining me now, one of the reporters who broke the story, Michael Schellenberger. Michael, explain how this all started with the CIA picking these 26 Trump people. Yeah, good to be with you, Jesse. Well, obviously, this is an extremely serious story and serious allegation by multiple credible sources that Public and Racket, that's Matt Tybee's uh, publication, have spoken to. These are people that are close to the House intelligence investigation of how the Russia collusion hoax began. The story, as you mentioned, was that, oh, we were just informed by foreign intelligence about this. Our sources tell us a very different story, which is that this was initiated by the U.S. government. It came from within the U.S. government's intelligence community, including the CIA, that they asked the so-called Five Eyes Nations intelligence agencies, that's the other English-speaking nations, including Britain and Australia, to spy on 26 Trump associates, or at least they had a list of the 26 associates that were identified. This is new information. Some people have theorized about this and speculated about it. Uh, we feel very confident that our sources were in a position to know and are very credible in this report. And it's obviously a very serious allegation because this is illegal spying and it's illegal election interference. So, Dennis, the five eyes, just so people understand this, these are the spy agencies from these five countries, obviously the United States, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Canada and Australia. So, I mean, this is uh, it's, I, I think you might be able to say that's straight up treason. Shocker, right? Because these agencies are meant to protect and guard us, and yet they are clearly abusing their power to manipulate and infiltrate us. 
you know, we're in the post COVID era, but before COVID, you know, what was the one name that got tossed around probably almost synonymous, synonymously as much as Trump did Robert Mueller, Robert Mueller's report, Robert Mueller's special counsel, Robert Mueller is going to get Trump. It went on forever. I, you couldn't escape millions the, of dollars, millions. Of, I mean, you had people, you had the ladies from The View, like, sexualizing him. Like, oh, I would date Robert Mueller. I mean, the, the, he became this the Jesus figure. I mean, I'm maybe going a little on the top, but I'm not, because when we were reporting on it back then, I remember, I remember talking to Anita. I'm like, oh, here comes another thing about Robert Mueller's update on the Russia hoax collusion. And then that report came out, and it was the biggest dud. We didn't find anything. Russia really wasn't all that involved. We're not sure. It was bad. But now we know. Now we know that this was just a master manipulation plan, and it wasn't really a Russia collusion. It was a U.S. collusion. And the question has to be, was Robert Mueller part of it? Because how do you get drawn as if you needed a guy in an investigation, this is the Dick Tracy you want? So how does Dick Tracy go in and do what he did for as long as he did it. A long time. Come away after, what, two years and say, hey, we've done this, and uh, we didn't find anything. <laughs> well, uh, you, you didn't find anything about Trump. Did you find anything about the FBI, CIA, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden? Did you? <laughs> no, I didn't find anything about that. We didn't look. Oh, yeah, sure. You didn't look because you knew where the, bury- the bodies were buried. You were told don't look in door number B. Because in B, it's bad, right? Stay everywhere else. I, Dennis, I, again, I'm not trying to redirect this to make this about me. I, but I knew this. I, I, th- it was so obvious back when this was all happening that this was a Barack Obama-led brigade. I was just, I, I, think, I think a lot of our audience, too, just knew it then. And, yeah. and because just even the way the media reported on him choosing who was going to be part of his council to look into. I mean, some of them had Democrat backgrounds that were blatant in his day. So this idea that there was actually any serious investigation and deep diving, and yet they could never produce a solid visual result that says, oh yeah, Russia directly interfered here. I mean, my gosh, Russia didn't need to do anything. It was (laughs) the U.S. does it itself. Dennis, what about James Comey? Yeah. Yeah. The FBI's job is to investigate. They then gather the evidence and they hand it over to the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice takes a look at the evidence and decides, should we prosecute? Is there enough here for for a case? James Comey didn't do that. He calls an impromptu impromptu press conference. And in, in, in doing so, you would think that the head of the DOJ, I can't remember who, who it was at the time, you would think that the head of the DOJ would be like, whoa, wait a second. What are you doing? I mean, that's like Ryan right now. Ryan getting up and saying, hey, uh, you know what? We're going to sell off the assets of the studio without conferring to me. And he makes it a public statement on Facebook and says, anybody want to come in and start buying the TVs? I'm like, what? You know, well, I'm I'm his son. He gets up there and does an impromptu uh, broadcast and says, we do not see any reason to prosecute. Well, wait a second. That's not your job. A, to have that press conference, and B, to say that there should be no prosecution. Look what they just did with Joe Biden, right? The DOJ turns around and does it and says, oh, yeah, you know what? Uh, We see that he made a lot of mistakes. He did a lot of things, but we can't prosecute him. Why can't we prosecute him? 
because his 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 brain just isn't firing right. It wouldn't be worth it. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? That's exactly why you prosecute him. You put him up there so people can see what you're dealing with. So it's one cover up after the next cover-up, after the next cover-up. And if you go to the New York Times, that whole little thing about Joe Biden's incompetence was a little tiny blip on the radar. It's dropped and it's moved on. In the same way that the, the shooter who just shoot up, uh, just shot up the Joel Olstein's place, you, you seeing wall-to-wall coverage on that? If that person was MAGA and they shot up a mosque, it would be a seven-day headline investigation in every mainstream media outlet, TV, social media, print, and otherwise. This is what we're dealing with. This is why I get panicked that we can't win the next election, despite how bad things are, is these people have all the power. They hold all the cards. Who are the 26 associates of Trump? I mean, General Michael Flynn's got to be one of them. But right. I mean, if you yeah. take if you take if they tried to destroy that man's life, they bankrupted him with all the money that yeah. he had to spend on lawyers. Take that out of the equation. Now you got twenty five. Who are the other twenty five? That's a long list. Twenty five people who got egged in to try to do wrong. Yeah, that's entrapment. Yeah, you know, it's totally entrapment. Well, I was gonna. I I want to see directly what the. Uh what the actions were with the, you know, bumping some individuals, manipulating them behind the scenes. Cause to your point, that's entrapment. Uh, and it's just so deceitful. And I understand these are our intelligence communities and they're spies and there's covert agents, but their purpose is to safeguard. And what they're doing here is meddling. And we've been told for years that Russia's the meddlers. And yet here we are. It seems like it's more of a domestic issue at this point. You know, Dennis, I, I, I'm not going to go down this slippery slope, but I'm just going to make a statement here that um, kind of puts where my mindset is and how I'm questioning everything these days because I never, ever imagined that the dishonesty level as we see it today in our government would even be possible. You know, I mean, I'll give you an example before I give my statement here. I was shocked, and I mean shocked, during the Obama years, when we saw that the IRS was actually targeting conservatives and nobody ever paid a price. Nobody ever got in trouble. Afghanistan, nobody ever got in trouble. Nobody's ever been held accountable. What's going on at the border? Finally, going to go after Mayorkas. He's going to be the full guy. He's going to be the full guy. He still won't be uh, ever removed because that's just the way the cards are going to be played. But at least he's going to be exposed for the person he is. But so did James Comey. And you know what James Comey did? He went out and wrote a book and made himself millions of dollars. Mayorkas is going to go out and write himself a book and he's going to make millions of dollars. These guys are not only committing the crimes and committing the bad and getting away with it, but then they're monetizing it. It's like adding salt into the wound. With that being said, with all these lies, with all this corruption, with all this cover-up, and it is so hard to keep any faith, I have, I have actually got into verbal screaming matches with people who have tried to claim that 9-11 was an inside job because I lived that day. I lived that day. And I say to myself, and I've always to this day said, how the fuck? How the hell did 19 goat herders 
break through our system, get into our cockpits, fly them perfectly into the Twin Towers, perfectly into the Pentagon, and oops, they just didn't get the White House. Amazing how it is that whoever was behind it maybe didn't want to screw up the office that somebody else was going to be taking over. Could it actually be that the people that I've called absolute nuts over the course of time have at least a little bit right of that story? Now, if you would have said that to me prior to the Biden uh, presidency, I may have punched you out. Not you, because you're my kid. I would have just punished you. But I may have punched you out because I watched my fellow American citizen jump from 80 stories high. To this day, I still see it in my brain, and it, it still impacts me every single day of my life. I never let a day go by where I ever forget. And to think that somebody within the U.S. government may have had a hand to play in that, it makes me beyond sick to my stomach. It almost makes me feel deadly inside. I mean, like where I just, I, I feel like my organs are, are, are just going to melt because well, in such disbelief. Well, look, but you know I, what? It's a possibility, I, Dennis. I, I don't want to spook the audience, but yeah, I mean, every th- most things are double-edged swords, right? And, and we live in an era now where with internet, social media, quick, you know, um, attainment of research documents, it, it's, it's harder to hide things with this kind of era. So it makes you wonder before the advent of this, what's really 21st century technology, how much was just gone in a way blatantly by our government because certain people couldn't get that immediate crazy access? All paper-based. Nowadays, you send an email. I mean, why, just really quick, why do you think maybe RFK Jr. is so adamant about trying to get his hands on on classified stuff? I'm just saying. Uh, maybe that- because his uncle was killed by the CIA and not by uh, not by some crazy guy who had an unbelievable shot from way up in a building. I mean, you know, perfect shot. Didn't miss it at all. You know, so everybody's got, at this point, you're no longer paranoid. No, you're I mean, no I just, longer I just a theorist. To that, yeah. RFK is a Democrat. Yeah. And he is being denied Secret Service protection repeatedly by Biden. If that just doesn't paint the picture of what that really means, Absolutely. I, don't, I don't know how else to say. I, I, Listen, Dennis, we are in a... Look, in the old days... You had documents, and if you wanted to get rid of a document, you had to light it on fire or you shredded it, and even after you shredded it, you wondered whether or not they were going to paste all the pieces together, right? All right. Nowadays, like you said, you still have. They still print out the documents. I mean, look, they're talking about the folders in Mar-a-Lago, but there is a track of everything. You have a computer. You have cell phones. You, you have servers. You take a photo of it. That's the thing. The, the, the hiding aspect because of the digital age has made it that, that much more difficult. All this, sh- all this stuff should be coming out to the surface. Now, with that said, let me ask Ryan a question. Ryan, do you, uh, what, what do you, as a 23-year-old, what do you think the majority of youngsters 18 to 23 think about Taylor Swift? I'm not talking about smart people like the two of you. But I mean, is it is 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 it is, is it as insane as it appears? The I mean, is this woman running the country? I uh, the obsession with her is nuts to me. Like people, it yeah, the whole image is totally a hundred percent. I mean, let let me just say something. Or the what, image of people being obsessed with her. As somebody who has forever watched the NFL, Super Bowl, and Major League World Series, it is always a better uh, result for television when it's two major market teams. So I'll give you an example. If the Dodgers 
in L.A. play against the Yankees in New York, that is a television heaven. They love it because there's going to be so many people from those cities chiming in and all around. They're such popular teams. Well, the San Francisco 49ers is not one of those teams that I would say is a premier team anymore. And the Kansas City Chiefs, although a very good team, they are from a very sleepy, small market. But 123 million people, as I announced yesterday, watched that Super Bowl, the most watched television event of all time. And I would bet all the tea in China that that was a result of Taylor Swift and Swifties wanting to see her few appearances that were on there. Would you agree or disagree? Yeah, I think these people want to see her in the booth, and then I think they wait till the end of the game to see her celebrate with Kels and, you know, have the kiss or whatever at the end. With that being said, we set it up for our last part of the show here. Dennis, what did what is being re- reported right now in Variety, which is a basic Hollywood sort of magazine, right? In the same way Sports Illustrated is for sports, Variety is for entertainment. What is being reported right now about Taylor Swift's boyfriend, Mr. Pfizer, also known as Mr. Kelsey, who just won the Super Bowl, what's happening with him? So I, I read through it, and I'll just give a summary because to, to read it is a little mind-numbing. Um, he has no production film credits whatsoever. I mean, he's a, Mr. Kelsey. Yeah, and he's a... Travis fo- Kelsey. He's a tight end. Yeah, he's, he's a football F- player. He's a football player. And yet, he is now going to be executive producing a low-budget... Hollywood indie film called My Dead Friend Zoe that is going to be funded by a Biden-era tax credit. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden's Renewable Energy Tax Credit under the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> Apparently, this is supposed to help boost indie films in a struggling Hollywood market because they don't do as well compared to uh, Transformers and Marvel. All right, so we both I don't know just really quick why he would need to be a producer to this movie no, no, other an than executive producer. That's executive producer other than putting his name on it. I, I like the, what's what's his what's his credibility to Do be we doing even know something? what the movie's about? No, just my dead friend Zoe. Okay. <laughs> so so listen, Joe Biden and the Biden administration realize that the one thing that they may be able to pull a victory out of is getting Taylor Swift to get 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23-year-olds out to vote. Look what we just said. I just asked a 23-year-old named Ryan whether or not it's insane out there with Taylor Swift, and he said yes. We have 123 million people watching the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift, not because of the teams or the game itself. 123 million people watching TV in an era, by the way, where you can watch things on the internet. That's how many people we have. So do not mistake it. When the Biden administration has a plan up their sleeve, or I should say when Barack Obama has a plan up his sleeve, let me tell you how it works. It's we're going to do everything we possibly can with those mail-in ballots and with everything else that we did but we are going to we are going to cover that up in the same way we tried to cover up the last time with covid this time we're going to cover it up and saying that the difference was Taylor Swift 
and her announcement that she was supporting Barack, uh, I mean Barack Obama, well, kind of Barack Obama, Joe Biden and the Democrats, and that's what forced this unbelievable vote for Joe Biden. I'm telling you, it, the crystal ball is showing that to me. Look, she, uh, I, I dislike talking about her just because of how much the media loves to talk about her. Um, she was always popular. Then she called out Soros about him trying to buy all her music. And then ever since then, it seems like her popularity has gone in such a skyrocketing direction. I mean, it's not like she just got popular in the last two years. She has been around, I think, now for over 10 years. But in terms of this uh, obsession, essentially, and I don't really get it in terms of her personality. I'll say this. She's got some music that I'm not not her more popular stuff, but uh, there's some songs Ashley will play for me. I'm like, oh, that's you know, it's good. It's nothing to you know shake a freaking tree at that like this is the next uh, uh, next uh, American Idol, and yet her rise to popularity the way it has been and the way like that she is just so immensely rich now it's it's not natural it's not natural it's obviously very well coordinated uh, you see her talking to Roger on the side there at the Roger at the Super Goodell. yeah, yeah uh, you know so NFL. obviously like. You know, she she her rise to the stardom that she has reached is not just from the natural love of her. Let me just tell you something. Barbara Streisand is an absolute liberal freak. Okay, Um, I don't know about the politics of Celine Dion, but I'm going to imagine it's probably in that same realm. All right. Adele, same thing. Liberal freak. Those three women right there arguably have the most beautiful singing voices ever heard for females yeah. all right maybe whitney i was houston. about to say throw whitney houston, throw whitney in, there. houston yeah. in there right i don't know what her politics were but she's not even alive those three right there i can tell you that i would not want to watch them on television for one second but i ain't gonna deny it you put a barbara streisand song right now or you put on celine dion from the titanic or you put an adele song on there i may start humming to it i swear to god may he take me now i do not no one Taylor Swift song. I don't even know a title. I think I had to ask you guys the other day for a title during the Super Bowl or somebody. I said, I, I, no, somebody asked me, what's the title of the song? That's a good thing. I mean, she's got like thousands of free, like you almost can't escape it sometimes. And yet they're putting <laughs> this woman as if she is better than Celine, Adele, Barbara Streisand, and Whitney Houston wrapped up in one put together. Yeah, I mean, wasn't she just named uh, Time Person of the Year? Yeah, she, something? dude, yeah. she's changing She's changing how things are being done. You, when well, you, there, there, there's things where you, uh, I forgot which company it was. They were hiring a Taylor Swift reporter. The sole job is to report on everything she does. Meanwhile, here's the crazy thing. We're going to end on this. They're hiring a Taylor Swift reporter. So this way she can follow this girl around who's semi-talented, dating a Mr. Pfizer pusher. And yet, Catherine Herridge, mm-hmm. one of the best reporters yeah. Ever used yeah. to be on Fox News, then goes over to CBS. Probably one of the only credible reporters that, if she says something into the camera, I truly believe it. Just got fired yeah. from CBS. And, you know, when she made that move, there were people that were saying, "Like, oh, I'm going to go watch her on CBS." CBS should have been happy, you know. But yeah, I remember her days on Fox um, back, back even during the uh, Trump days in 2016, and when we had the website going. I just remember she always had the most uh, articulate, best, well-informed reports. Never, She never really uh, uh, showed a bias either. You know, she was kind of like a, 
old school reporter in that way. And the fact that they just candor, um, wow, that, that is actually uh, unbelievable, but I guess believable in this day and age. Uh, we'll end it at that. DMLCBD.com slash gum, G-U-M. That's the good news of the day. Buy one, get one free on the DMLCBD.com slash gum website. Today is the last day. Don't miss out. If you are an existing customer who gets this kind of stuff, get there. I don't know when we're going to have another buy one, get one free on this product. It's going to be a long, at least lo- much longer than a month. So get in there and get that now. If you haven't tried DMLCBD yet, after this show, you're probably tons, tons of pain, tons of anxiety. You ain't going to be able to sleep after this show. Get DMLCBD.com slash gummy chews. I mean, I'm sorry, DMLCBD.com slash gum for the gummy chews. Buy one, get one free. You buy one, you get two. You buy three, you get six. You buy 10, you get 20. Take advantage of that now. Uh, and as for Denny, as for Ryan, as for myself and all of Team DML, we hope that God will bless you, your family, these United States. And let's give uh, Mr. Bubalinski a little bit of credit for getting up there and talking about uh, a man who probably will now put a target on Mr. Bubalinski's back. Who knows? Sudden heart attack? Who knows? Until the next time, we'll talk to you soon. Get the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast every day by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And download the DML News app from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for breaking news, merchandise, films, exclusive content, and Team DML.